Welcome back, guys, for another episode of the Trial and Error podcast. Today is actually Are You Okay Day. So, me and B will be talking about, um, well, like mental health, uh, depression, everything that goes along with that. So, um, I think everyone suffers from depression in some point of their life. I think the um, <laughs> stopped within <laughs> the first five minutes um, they say one in four people suffer from depression but I do think it's a lot more than that I just think one in four people are happy to talk about it Probably, yeah. so B's gonna open up a little bit about herself and her background all right where do I start <laughs> Um, obviously I wanted to kind of talk about this today with it being Are You Okay Day? Um, and obviously with, um, being, I guess, subject to this mental health stuff in my life, um, and having it being a big part of my life, I kind of wanted to talk about it. Um, especially now during kind of like what the world's going through at the moment, um, mental health has obviously increased, even though it's not broadcasted everywhere. Um, but yeah, I kind of wanted to just tell you my story, um, where I've been and kind of how I got to where I am. But for me, um, mental health is something that I'm a huge advocate for. Um, it's something that I always talk about. I freely talk about and happy to talk about. Um, so for anyone who knows me, who might be listening, knows my story, but for those who don't know me, um, I lost my twin brother nearly 13 years ago now um, due to mental health issues. Um, and it was something very, very sudden. So not, not many of us really saw it coming. We, we kind of knew that he was struggling with a few things, um, but being uh, a man and it being what nearly 13 years ago, it's not something that was very like spoken about or talked about. Um, so he never really said anything. He kind of just had like his little moments where he'd be in his room or he'd be sad or um, he would kind of recluse a little bit, but it wasn't enough for any of us to really be um, concerned about. Um, so my brother passed away three days after mine and his 20th birthday, um, in 2008. And, um, on the, on the Monday on our 20th birthday, he was fine. Everything was good. Um, he was laughing, he was drinking, he was, you know, asking people if they needed drinks, um, I remember him and me and him just laughing in the kitchen and him just kissing me on my forehead like he always does, as if as if everything was normal, as if you know nothing was wrong. Um, and then three days later, that that obviously all changed, um, and I got a call at twelve thirty at night on Thursday night on the seventeenth of January, um, that literally changed my life forever. So. Um, it wasn't expected and I and I, I know for a fact that I was in denial for a little while afterwards um, as I never really thought that that would happen to me. And I, and I think a lot of us don't think that can happen to you um, or you could lose someone that close to you and, and then when it does, you kind of... It's surreal. Yeah, it's, mm. it's really surreal. It's kind of like, oh, 
geez, you know, that, that's, that's full on. So I guess you always hear it, like you always hear it in the news or something like that. And it's always like, like, you're like, oh my God, like those poor family or something like that. Mm. But it just never happens that you never think it's going to happen to your family. No, never. Um, and I guess for me, like to, to put into perspective, uh, why it was such a big thing for uh, a big thing that happened to me in my life is that me and my twin brother were extremely close. So, um, we never did anything separate. So from the day we were born, my mum could never separate us in our beds. Um, you know, we slept in the same cot forever. We shared the same room until we were, you know, 18 years old and I decided to get a boyfriend and no longer <laughs> wanted to share a room with him. Um, You're like, mum, this is awkward. Yeah. <laughs> um, but even then, like on, on nights where me and my ex would like have a fight, like I'd creep into my brother's bed, you know, because mm. I always knew that he was kind of there for me. Um, he was like, I guess, my, my comfort blanket. But um, growing up as a child, I had, and this might sound weird to people, but I had always played out scenarios of my brother dying in my head. Aww. So I know from the age of 11, I did it. Um, and I don't know why I did it, but like I, I had already seen, seen a therapist and everything after him passing away. Um, and I think for me, that was, it kind of helped me deal with it a lot better. It's like I'd been preparing myself for it yeah. for like 10, you know, nine years so strange so when it happened it was yeah it was a shock but it's like I played that scenario in my head yeah a million times prior um so uh, I don't know why I did it my therapist isn't sure why I did it um but maybe because like you did have that connection with him you were like I guess like when people you do have that fear of loss it's hard not to imagine yeah what it would be like well, like you do imagine it, you're like, okay, well, I have such a deep connection. Like what if, Yeah. like, especially like, I think people with their um, partners and stuff like that, or yeah, like your mom or something like that, when you, you're like, oh, it's coming to that time or you're just like, wow, like my whole world would change. Like, yeah. You- and I do it with my kids. Mm. I do it with my kids a hundred percent. I remember giving, when I first gave birth to my daughter, like that's how I would imagine like, every scenario in my Uh head but it's it's a normal thing for mums to go through yeah um but yeah for me to have done it at such a young age it was pretty crazy but yeah I wonder if that's because like were you and your brother like maybe you were more of the adult yes yeah so I feel like maybe that was like that thing for him yeah so like our our relationship dynamic was my big brother and my mum would say that I would boss him around. <laughs> really? I wouldn't be able to say that. <laughs> but I wouldn't say it was bossing. I was just... Um, Suggesting if yeah. you don't do this, don't come back. <laughs> Actual. No, I, I just had a, a, long, a bigger personality yeah. than him, a stronger personality than him. So how, how I would explain our relationship is like a yin and yang. Yeah. So he was my softness when I was too harsh and I would be harsh when he would be too soft. Yeah. Um, and that's just kind of how we we balanced ourselves out with each other. And I think because we were with each other all the time, we both couldn't be strong and we both couldn't be soft. One had to be one and one had to be the other. And also being twins, it's like you need to have that, um, your point of difference yeah. as well. Yeah. So it's like obviously being male and female, but then like obviously personalities as well. Like if you're going to get two 
like two totally opposite. Yeah. So, and, and so obviously we've adapted that way and I've taken on that stronger mm. um, side and he, and he's taken on the um, softer, more kinder side. Yeah. So um, yeah, that, that was like kind of our balance. So when, when I lost him, I, I struggled big time because I really had to try and figure out who I was without him. Yeah. And I'd never lived my life without oh. him. It'd be like a huge identity crisis. Yeah. Like I know as well for um, parents, like obviously when they lose their teenagers or like obviously any kid, really, it's just like the same sort of thing. Like, and then obviously yeah, partners, like it would just be huge. Like, who am I? What am I doing? Like, mm. it'd be insane. Um, I think like it was more like our whole lives that had always been like, where's like, where's Broman and Reese or mm. where's, how is Broman and Reese? So like no one really would ever ask my mom a question about either of us singularly. Yep. Do you know what I mean? We were, were, our names are always put together. Yeah. So like I never, the question was never asked of me like, well, who am I without him? Because like that that was, in my reality, that was never a thing. Yep. Yeah. Like, and so when obviously he passed away, I I had absolutely no idea who, who I was as a solo human, mm. I come into this world as a solo human, came into this world with another human. Yeah. I spent nine months in utero with another human. I don't, I don't know how to live a, I didn't know how to live a solo life. And I feel like as well, like even if you weren't together, you just, you always have that connection that it's like, I'm not alone. Yeah. So it's just like for, I guess you yes. probably like when you have that feeling of being like, Oh fuck. Yeah. And, and you put that so like perfectly in the sense that I try and explain to people how it feels to me is that you, every single person who's not a twin comes into this world alone. Mm. You've, you all know how to be alone. I had never been mm. alone because if it wasn't me, it was him. And even if I wasn't with him, I knew I had him. Yeah. So I, I never felt alone. Whereas ever since I've lost him, all I feel is alone. Yeah. So I could have 50 million people in the room praising me and loving me, but I would still feel alone. Yeah. Um, And that's because I've literally lost half of myself. So no matter what comes into my life to try and feel that it it never will. Yeah. It's it's like, I I always feel this sense of loneliness somewhere. And we were talking about like before drugs and alcohol and everything like that, because um, that's one thing people do is sort of to try and numb the pain of like a feeling, I or guess. Fill the void. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Feeling of void is a good way to put it. Um, people tend to leave to like and drugs, alcohol, but then the other opposite way as well is fitness, like the excessive yeah. part of it. Like I've seen both ends of the scale. So it's like don't ever think that someone that's like super fit amazing body they could be feeling a void as well so it's like like we're talking about like that control and that's where obsessions come from Mm. you know like it's it's filling that void it's it's trying to make it it's trying to make yourself feel good if you're not feeling good Mm. um or it's that it's it's trying to mask a feeling you don't want to feel um and a lot of people do turn to drugs and alcohol because of that like i turned to drugs after I lost my brother because I didn't want to feel the shit I was feeling. It was horrible. Like, and, and I'd become reckless. Like I'd become so reckless with my life. Um, not that I like 
wanted to no longer be on this earth. Like I would never um, do what my brother did mm. um, because I couldn't do that to my family. But I put, I purposely put myself in situations where I didn't care if anything happened to me. Yeah, I want you. It's kind of like you're seeking that thrill of sort of like sense of I don't know, like when you're when you're jumping out of a plane or something like that, it's that free fall. It's like what you sort of feel like, well, what matters? Yeah. But then it's like in that sense, some like you don't sort of get that when you're in a, that sort of state. Yeah. But also being at such a young age as well, unless like, like how do you know? Really? And emotionally, I, emotionally I, I had nothing. Mm. Like I was, I was 20 years old. Like, to me, I thought I'd experienced everything in life. Yeah. Like I, I obviously didn't have an easy life growing up, but like I wasn't emotionally mature. I, I didn't know yeah. how to deal with my emotions. Um, and it wasn't until I lost my brother that I really, and obviously went through that the issue with drugs. And then um, I fell pregnant with my daughter who ultimately saved my life. Um, and if I, if I hadn't have fallen pregnant with my daughter, who knows where I'd be today, I'd be in a gutter maybe, or I probably wouldn't even be here. So my daughter literally is my, my savior. It's funny, like just going back, it's funny how you, you said that you wouldn't do what your brother did, but it's like you were leaning towards things that would do it for you. Yes, 100%. So it's just like, it's interesting because you're like, no, I don't want to, phys- like, I don't want to make that mental decision but someone kind of Could take me yeah. off this earth kind of thing. Yeah. Like I, I'll go put myself in a position that maybe someone else could do it for me. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Which was, which I did. It's crazy know. to yeah. think. Yeah. And I didn't know, obviously I wasn't actively thinking, but that. it's you, not until I look back now that I was like, that's a hundred percent what I was doing. And a hundred percent, like there could be listeners as well. They don't even realize that it's like, that's exactly what I'm doing yeah. right now. Yeah. Hopefully they're aware of it right now there's probably some that won't be aware of yeah, it right and I now. I wasn't aware of it. Like mm. I 100% wasn't. It wasn't until, like I said, I did a lot of self-exploration and, and I had my daughter and I really thought about it. And I was like, wow, like why, why would you do that if you did care for your life? But I, to me, I had nothing to live for. Yeah. That, that in, uh, wholly and solely, that's how I felt in that moment, that I had absolutely nothing to live for anymore. Mm. So I wasn't living for myself. And I, I didn't, I couldn't live for my brother anymore. Yeah. He wasn't here. So I was just like, meh, well, what am Numb. I living? Yeah. What am I living for? Nothing. So why live? Yeah. Um, you know, and, and then like I, when I said I had my daughter and, and she gave me a reason to live again. Yeah. Um, and that's when I really, really spent that time to figure out what, what I needed to do to grow as a human. Um, but mentally and emotionally as well. Um, because at the end of the day, like, instead of going, well, I didn't have anyone to live for anymore because I'd lost my brother. Well, I, I have a life I need to live yep. in the sense that he didn't get to live his life. So I need to live that for him. Yep. You know, like I need to make up time that he's not going to have on this earth. So now I have two lives to live for. And as well, like he, he'll be looking down and being like, B, get your shit together. <laughs> hundred percent. I like this fact, like still now, um, 13 years later, when I have my little cries over him, he's probably just like, what are you doing girl? Get up. Like, but you'd be so proud of like how far you've come as well though. Yeah. And, and I, like, I honestly hope so because like, he is like my main drive in, mm. in everything that I do. 
um, you know, why I am like so into like, you know, my women empowerment and why we've had these other discussions um, is just to be more aware of who we are and proud of who we are and speak up about what we want. A hundred percent. And then like, it really, like, I just, I just don't get how people think like you have heaps of time. Yeah. I feel like for me, I'm always like, and this, my mum tells me off all the time. She's like, just be patient. But I just don't feel like a lifetime is enough time like to do certain things. It's like, I just feel like you just got to play out everything, throw all your cards on the deck. And like, that's why I did this podcast. Cause I just think more people need to do it. Like I just, you just don't know when your time is up. Yeah. And you should, and, and to live life on a timeline is silly, mm. you know, um, to be like, oh, I'm going to die when I'm a hundred. Yeah. Are you? So like, oh, I, I need to be married by this age or have a baby by this age. Like I don't believe in any of that. Mm. Like, you know, you can fall in love and get married tomorrow. Like big deal. What's like, what's, what's wrong with that? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? At the end of the day, like it's inevitable what's going to happen with your relationship, whether you're married in a year or two years or whatever. Yeah. Um, but like you said, like, we, we have a life to live. Mm. Like we really do. Um, and I know a lot of people out there really struggle with trying to figure out what it is that, that they're living for. Yeah. Um, and I know that's why, you know, they would struggle. And, you know, I, I also work in um, the disability section as well. So I, I see and hear it on, on a daily basis. Um, and it's kind of, helping people I want people to really look for what it is that's kind of sparks their soul yeah because that's the type of stuff that you you really need to look toward and look I guess inwards do you know what I mean um because life like life is freaking amazing like it's <laughs> like it's hard like like don't get me wrong it is so hard and there's days where I'm just like oh why yeah but I, I think as well like just being super grateful for like the littlest things. Yeah. Um, that's one thing that I just enjoy so much is just like really the smallest things that make you smile, like sunshine or something like that. I just think people just get, and as well, it is like filling a void as, um, cause I do want to touch on as well. Like I am in sales, so I see it all the time and so many other people would recognize like the typical salesperson with, um nice suit obviously doing probably drugs and alcohol and like nice cars and all that sort of stuff like but it is like there is that stereotype and like we need to be aware of that because other like are they feeling a void as well like that's how i feel because it's like do you have to be like that why like are you on steroids like all this sort of stuff like why do you feel like you need to be that person yeah um and i want to touch on as well like why i brought that up is because um one of my ex-colleagues um, has recently passed away and it wasn't suicide, but it was an accidental death, but he was addicted to um, a drug and ended up taking his life. But he mustn't have been in a good place for that mm. to happen as well. So it's like, we just need to really look out for each other and you just never know what someone's going through. You might look at that person and be like, Oh, well they look amazing. They've got it all sorted out, but it's like, is it a facade? Like, are they actually okay? Like, and that's what I love about this day. Like, like this, this type of stuff wasn't around 
you know, all those years ago. So I love, that's what I love about Are You Okay Day? Like you can ask anyone if they're okay. Mm. You don't have to go up to someone who looks sad and ask if they're okay. Like ask someone right next to you who looks completely happy if they're okay. Well, they're they usually the best. Okay. <laughs> and, and, and it's true. My, my brother, my twin brother was the happiest person I'd ever met in my life mm. and had no idea that he was struggling with demons. Yeah. Absolutely no idea. So it's those ones who seem like they have their lives put together and seem like they're so happy that are ones that are trying so hard to be happy. Mm. Um, but I think as well, because they're like, I shared a quote and it's like, maybe the end goal isn't happiness. Maybe it is being real. And I think people think, Oh, I've got to be happy. I've yeah. got to be this. And it's like, no, like God, the last few weeks I have just not felt a hundred percent. And I posted something this week, but even at work and people like, Oh, are you okay? Like you just don't feel yourself. And I was like, look, I'm, I'm not like I've, been unwell like got the flu and all that sort of stuff so and it really like my energy is pretty high so when I'm like dumbed down a little bit it's noticeable so and I was just like 100% like I'm like yeah I don't feel well but mm. some people are like yeah I'm fine I was like just be real like I just think who cares yeah like why do we, where did this happen like yeah I think I think yeah I, I 100% agree with that and like you said being happy um probably shouldn't like be that like end goal mm. do you know what I mean because you know you can find happiness anywhere yeah um but everyone's level of happiness is very different um and you know we'll if you really think about it you know these people go if I have this 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 and this I'll be happy but you get to there and then it's something else that you want that's going to make you happy so I think you know being grateful is definitely one thing and they, and they say you can't be sad if you're grateful yeah um so living in that life of being grateful for whatever you have, like I always try and wake up in the morning and, and list five things that I'm grateful for. Um, and I do the same thing when I go to bed. Yeah. And majority of the time, whatever I'm grateful for in the morning changes when I go to bed. And a hundred percent, like it's those small things because like I'm huge believer in like the universe and everything like that. And like just little things how like if you're not grateful for what you have in your life now like how do you expect to have more mm. like if you're already ungrateful like why should you have any more mm. like you should just learn to be grateful for what you have and then you can have more like i just think there's a lot of people chasing more but they're just not appreciating what, what they have yeah yeah but i think like in in for us the reason why we're doing this podcast is obviously um because we want people to be able to speak out on how they feel. Mm. Um, and, and like I've said to many people on my Instagram and like you've said on your Instagram, you know, like we're here, if anyone wants to talk, like if you feel like you can't talk to your friends or your family or whatever, like you're more than welcome to reach out to us. Like I, I will always be there to talk to someone. Um, and I'm happy to obviously keep it anonymous and, and not say anything. Yeah. Um, but I've had my days where I say I'm fine and I'm not fine. But sometimes like, and that's another thing as well. As soon as you just said that, I know one of my friends, sometimes you're not ready to talk about it. Yeah. So sometimes you need like, and I'll be like that. I need to, I have a week or something like that. I need to go through. I need to. Yeah. And then I'll be like, okay. Yeah. Like, um, I think sometimes if you say like, I'm not fine but I'm unsure, like you're going through it, you're yeah. just sort of figuring it out. So, but I think there's sort of like, yeah, I think it's okay to be not fine, but not, not talk about it. Yeah. 
but no, it is okay to yeah. be not okay. okay. <laughs> and, 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 it, and it is okay to talk to someone too, whether you, it takes you a couple of days or a week to, to do it and, and speak up. Um, just know that people do care and people mm. will listen. You might think no one cares. You might think no one listens. You might even think that what you're going through is nothing in comparison to someone else, but that doesn't matter yep. because it's what you're going through and your feelings are valid and your feelings are real. Yep. Um, and just because they might not be as strong as someone else's, it doesn't mean that they're not hurting you. So, and yeah, and that's what we're talking about as well. Like, um, one of my friends shared a quote the other day and it was sort of like, you just never know what's on someone's plate and you never know how much their plate can carry. You just never know like um, how fragile their plate is as well. You don't know if it's a paper plate. So it's like everyone has a different plate. Yours might be stronger than someone else's. So when you look at someone and you're like, well, why are they struggling with that? Like, I don't get it. Mm. Um, and I can be like that because I'm a dick. But I'm like, I will still have the time and like, I'll still, I, because I try and understand where this is why I probably do this podcast is I really try to understand where people are coming from and put myself in that situation. So I find it so interesting listening to people's stories, but I just think it's like you, everyone's just brought up so differently. Um, so much has happened. It's like the way people react to certain things is just going to be so different so it's like you can't judge someone on how big or small their plate is like mm -hmm. it's just the way it is and I always imagine like my plate being really small so I just think I'd have nothing to complain about but one of my friends was like you should honor that as well to be like okay what I've been through is pretty shit great yeah like it's just so different yeah 100 percent. And, and doing the work that I do you, and you see the scales of like some people have gone through hell and back and they are still soldering on mm. and you see some people that have had the smallest thing happen to them and they are just an absolute mess and yeah. it's like you know like you said you can't judge someone based on that like we all have a different emotional capacities yep. we all have different mental capacities we all have different ways of living we've been brought up differently we might not have the resources to um be more emotionally advanced and, and all those types of things. So we, we can't judge anyone, you know, and I look at, you know, my brother and me and I think, well, obviously we went through the same things in our lives, but my, my brother's soul was just too kind. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like I said to you before, like he was too, excuse me, goosebumps. <laughs> every time you say that, like, it's just, and I, I think it's like, that's so true when people are, going through something like that it's this world is not easy and sometimes people can't handle it and I've had conversations with people before and it's just like like this is it like this is life like you need to just like get through it but there's some people that it's just like it's uncomprehendable yeah and the, and those are the people you need to show love to the most mm. I think and that's and that's why we always say to be kind to everyone because you just have absolutely no idea what they're oh, doing. Oh, I will, I will walk down the street and I'll smile at everyone or say good morning. And motherfuckers do not say good morning back. And I'm just like, you know what? Don't know what they're going through. Also, they're probably like weird that someone's saying good morning. But it's just like that thing you just never know. Never like, know. or just doing the smallest. Like, oh my god, yeah. Yes, yesterday I was at the shop 
shops and this lady came up to me and she was like, I love your hair. And I was like, Oh, thank you so much. She's like, you're just so gorgeous. And I was like, Oh, not used to that. But I was just like, wow. Like to have the, like you could tell that she was quite shy, but she went out of her way to say that to someone. And I was just like, that is, we need more of that. Yeah. Like kindness, sprinkle that shit everywhere guys. (laughs) No, No, definitely. Honestly, like love, like love, literally heals all like I I know Mm. that sounds so corny but it's so true Mm. like the more we love the more we be kind the more we be grateful I think it'll change a lot and you and you just need to be kind to everyone even if they're being absolutely horrible to you oh they can't be horrible to you if you're just being nice because they're just like this just feels weird you just don't know what they're going through either yeah you know what I mean like you, you just have no idea and yeah they shouldn't take it out on you um, but then you obviously shouldn't retaliate to that either. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess <laughs> and I need to like be careful that I don't like get too emotional as well. So <laughs> I'm just like, You're like <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's just the biggest thing is like as well, like one of like suicide has been present in my life in the last month. It's came up twice, not suicide, but like just accidental things, but I just don't think they were in the best place anyway. Yeah. And I think they were leaning towards drugs and all that sort of stuff. So guys, if you just have a friend that is leaning towards like they're doing more drugs or like they're sort of pushing those limits a little bit more, like you said for yourself, it's yeah. like you weren't aware at that time that that's what you were kind of hoping that you'd something would accidentally yeah. take you. But it's just like, it is crazy because it's like, well, how do you, like, that's what they could be doing. Like, just don't think like, oh, they're a party animal. Or like, oh, they're just like going through something and they're just wanting to numb the pain or something like that. Just sit down, especially males. Like I yeah. know that there's, thanks guys for listening to this as well, because yeah. um, I've had a few messages from guys loving the podcast. So guys as well, like just be there for one another. Like, I don't know what you guys like need to do, but just like, you've obviously got good friends. Like they're not going to turn you down. Yeah. They might be a bit awkward because I don't really know what to say, but maybe don't have a talk to your male friends. Talk to us. Like talk to a female friend, talk to a female stranger. If you have to, like whoever you think is going to listen, like there's absolutely nothing. You know what? And to be honest with you, I think it is absolutely sexy for a man to speak about his feelings. Yeah. I don't want any man to ever think that I would think that he's weak. Yeah. Any of that. To me, it is more sexier and more beautiful to watch a grown man express how he feels emotionally. Well, you've got depth and it's well, it's like, and that's why I think when some people like, cause I have a lot of male friends and then people like, obviously when I was single, they're like, Oh, well either you're sleeping with all of them or I don't know. I don't really know. But I definitely think like there's attributes that a male can bring to a relationship and same with a female mm-hmm. and for females, it's like, I just talk to them. Like yeah. I'm able to have a good conversation. I wouldn't be hanging out with them if I couldn't, but like if you're a male that doesn't have many female friends, I guess that would be a little bit harder, yeah. but it's like, yeah, we're always but men like me love to. Yeah. It's like, 100%. just don't ever think like, it's like, I'm a male. I have to be that, um, stereotypical male alpha. that alpha yep. no female friends like 
going to watch the football or something like that, have a few beers. But it's like, you always have those blokey blokes and like, it's okay. We know what you like, but it's sort of like, okay, it's okay to just have a chat, get through it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I hope it's such a, (sighs) to be honest with you, it's a, it's a topic now that is so, so spoken about and and it makes me so proud and it honestly warms my heart more than anyone will ever know that this subject can be spoken about so freely now because Mm. 13 years ago when I lost my brother it was not spoken about you didn't have lifeline numbers all over the place you didn't have are you okay days you didn't have any of these types of things so the fact that the world has come so far yeah when in regards to this makes me so happy um and we have so many avenues now um to be able to reach out and to talk about how we feel and it's become okay for us to not be okay yeah and guys as well just like like keep an eye out on like people's social media if like people do like change or like you can kind of tell with quotes and stuff like that but just reach out. Yeah. Reach out. Like there was like a friend going through something and it's like, you could change, like you see stuff, but as well for those people that are quieter, I guess they're a little bit harder to notice something, but I always just like flick friends a message, just being like, Hey, how are you going? Or something like that. And I like to think that they would respond with actually how they're going. Yeah. Not just, yeah, I'm good. (laughs) It's like, no, we're here for more. Yeah. And I think like for me as well, I just, um, because I love life so much, it's, it makes me so upset that it's like that some people can't see the value in it as mm-hmm. well. So I just like, for me, it's such a sad thing. Cause I'm like, you don't know, like you don't know how much like greatness is in this lifetime, I guess. But actually on that point as well, I do remember one of my friends telling me a story that there there was a daughter and she had like a chemical imbalance pretty much, but she was pretty much depressed her whole life, like even as a child. And then when she got to a certain age, she actually went to Sweden and booked in to be... um, What do you, what do you call it? Euthanized? Yeah. Yeah. So, and she spoke about it her whole life. It was just something that she wanted to do. There was nothing that could cheer her up or anything like that. So there is sometimes like those sort of people where it's just like, and I just wonder, I'm like, oh, like, was there anything that could have been done? But I guess the parents would have tried to do something, but it's just crazy that there can also be like a chemical imbalance like that as well. So even if, if you are someone that does have that sort of chemical imbalance, being aware of it and maybe seeing what you can do naturally before you sort of head to antidepressants and stuff like that. All about the natural side of things, guys. And, but it's okay if you can't yeah. be natural. But also I've got friends on antidepressants and I'm like, that's great. Like I, I don't, I think get on them, yeah. get to a good spot yeah. and then wean yourself off them. Um, because I know it's like, that shit's hard. Like I can't expect, I haven't had to do it. So I can't expect, like, I can't be like, oh, well you shouldn't be on them. It's like, I've never had to walk in that footsteps. And it's like hundred percent, like 
if I had to be on them, like I'd be on them and then I'd go through that and then like learn to get off it. But if you don't know, you just need to like get your head out of that space. And if it helps, it helps. And whereas some people I think judge actually it's probably pretty common at the moment. Yep, definitely. Mm. It is very common. Um, and there's, yeah, there's absolutely nothing, nothing wrong with it. However, whatever helps you feel better and keep you on this earth, I think a hundred percent is definitely the way you should go. Yeah. That is like a huge way to put it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'll be like shoving them down. You're yeah. my friend. I'll be like, take them. But, um, I just as well, like, just remember what fills your cup up, what makes you light up inside and just make sure you're doing that. Like, um, every day or every week or something like that. Like, so for me, there's a few things and I'm a pretty simple person. Like I don't need a lot, but like cups of tea is really nice. Like, <laughs> um, taking my dog for a walk, getting in the sunshine, like just those things, like eating well, like having good conversations, like those little things. Like, honestly, I can be like, I drive a lot for work. So, um, literally driving in my car when it's sunny with like good music cheers me up. I know some people will be like, you're like, they hate driving. So that's disgusting to them. <laughs> but like, honestly, like I feel so happy when I'm just driving somewhere. I'm driving to work usually like doing something. And it's like that small moment. I'm like, yeah, boy, like <laughs> sun's out. got my music cranking. Like, I don't know, like just those little things. Like, I guess like for you having kids and stuff like yeah, that would 100%. be like, yeah, like just them doing like, just living really, like yeah. living their little life, like experiencing things for the first time, like just so pure. 100%. So find something if you don't realise what you need to do, but yeah, find stuff that lights you up, get out in nature, go for bushwalks, eat well, do all that sort of stuff so you can stay on this earth a little bit longer. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right, guys. We'll leave that one there and we'll see you on the next one. Oh, well, you'll hear us on the next one. Yes. <laughs> Bye.